steps of Jesus from down under. This is Nikrita, your host. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy that you tune in with us uh, today and I would like to welcome Ligia back again. She did another program with us uh, some time ago, but today I'm happy to welcome her back and hear some of the stories which she has to share with us. Thank you, Ligia, for coming. Thank you, Nick. Thank God for being here and share his word to other people out there. This program is uh, mainly featuring uh, our testimonies, our walk with Jesus, and that can be expressed in different ways. Today, I know that you want to share with us um, how God... Uh, reveal things to you through dreams and you are going to talk more about a dream which you had from God. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. God reveals people um, his truth, his ways, his messages through dreams or through the Holy Spirit prompting in your heart, through your thoughts, into your mind. So today I'm planning to share one of my dreams. We, as human beings, dream from time to time, dreams that are meaningless, sometimes peculiar or senseless. Did you know dreams are black and white or, and colorful? It's said that dreams are the result of our thoughts that persist in the mind throughout the day or an unfinished thought, but didn't apply in my case at, at that time. Statistics said that not all people experience dreaming through the night, but I can make a difference between a normal dream, insignificant, and a, a significant dream that has a meaning. Do you believe that God can give you a message through a dream in your sleep? We have proof in the Bible about God speaking to his people through dreams. We can read in Genesis 28 verse 10 that Jacob had a dream at Bethel. He had a dream of a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching the heaven. In Genesis 41 uh, verse 1 to 7, Pharaoh had dreams. Cow sleek and fat and seven ugly and gaunt and seven heads of grains healthy and good and seven thin and scorched also the cup bearer of Pharaoh and the baker had dreams in Genesis chapter 40 also in Daniel uh, in the book of Daniel chapter 2 verse 31 Nebuchadnezzar had dreams he had the dream of the big statue. He had a dream of a enormous high tree in the middle of uh, land, and uh, also Daniel gave uh, gave uh, the interpretation from God. Also, Daniel uh, had dreams in Daniel chapter seven, verse one uh, to twenty-eight. Uh, we can read that Daniel had dreams. He had dreams of four beasts. Another dream had. Uh, it was of a man and goat in Daniel chapter 8 verse 1. Another dream of Daniel was uh, 
in Daniel chapter 10, verse 5 and 6, he had the dream of a man dressed in linen, and so on. Paul also, I remember that uh, he had a dream that it said that come and help here in Macedonia. So I believe the dream that I had that night, it was a message from God to me to spread out to the people around me. In my dream, I found myself standing on the top of a high hill. Later on, I found out that um, in Revelation 21 verse 10, uh, it says about John that he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high. So I was founding myself on the top of a very high hill. It was night and it was very dark. It was so dark that I could hardly distinguish the forms in nature around me. But next to me, I felt the presence of somebody accompanying me. Being very close on my left-hand side, I didn't turn my head around to look, but I could see with the corner of my eyes a long robe flowing to the ground of a very tall person. At once, a very bright light shone from up above my right-hand side, projecting diagonal in front of me down on the left-hand side into a green valley, enlightening a big group of people that were knelt and prostrated on the ground in prayer, being very organized in lines. The light was very strong, extremely bright and shiny, that I find my words really poor to describe the magnificence and the splendor of something that I have never ever comprehended before. It was very overwhelming. And I heard a voice coming from above my head on my right hand side saying, pray for the Holy Spirit. Later on, after the dream, I found out that in Deuteronomus uh, chapter 4 verse 12, it says that then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but you saw no form. There was only a voice. So in my dream, it was just a voice. I didn't see any anything. I didn't see anybody. I saw just the light and the voice. The voice was a very strong voice and a very, a very different voice than uh, our human beings. Then I wake up. When I opened my eyes, it was much darker around me than in my dream, and I realized that I was in the company of a holy presence, uh, because in reality it was in the morning of a bright sunny summer of mid-February, and uh, it was darker around me in this world than in the dream that I wake up from. I was shaking so badly from all my entire being, body, mind, and soul. I could not connect with the reality of this life for several weeks after that. And later on, I realized that Daniel, uh, when he had his vision or his dreams, he wrote in, in, in Daniel uh, chapter 8, verse 27, that I, Daniel, was exhausted and lay ill for several days. 
I tried to figure out what I was instructed in my dream, how exactly to pray for the Holy Spirit, in which way. I was confused and was not clear for me at that time, so I knelt down near my bed in prayer to the Holy Father in heaven, asking how exactly to pray for the Holy Spirit. But in my prayer, or better say, as I was praying, I was impressed to ask for a reference in the Bible, and I requested to have the answer on the right-hand side of the Bible when I will open. So I reached out my hand uh, and grabbed my Bible from my bedside cabinet, which was in front of me as I, I was knelt down in the prayer, and I opened the Bible at once. And as I opened, I opened in the book of Joel, chapter 12. So I start reading on the beginning of the right-hand side of the Bible. And to make sense of the text, I went back just two verses. And it says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. Gather the people, consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn by word among the nations. So, as I was reading these verses, I was shaking very badly and I was crying. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was not up to me to stop that. And also, at the same time, I was astonished because whatever I was reading made sense and connection with my dream that I had. I prostrated myself again in prayer before the Holy Father and had a long dialogue with him in prayer. Do you know that Joel's prophecy is the prophecy of today's? A call to repentance. So as, it's, as I read before, it said, Rend your heart and not your garments. Since then, I started to pray more often for the Holy Spirit, and I tried to mention the Holy Spirit more often than before in my prayers. I asked for more light into my understanding for the role of the Holy Spirit. I shared this with my family members and only few people closer to me. Even I felt an eagerness to shout from the top of my lungs and tell everybody, especially to my church family. But I didn't do that. I retrieved and tried to justify myself every time before the Lord. Because of the fear of criticism, marginalizing, judgment, 
or laughs, all this determined me to remain silent. Although I didn't feel comfortable, I knew I was doing wrong. And here I remembered many times the story of Jonah. God was sending him and he was running away. He was hiding. So I was exactly like Jonah at that time. But in the next following months, I felt rebuked into my soul for quite few times. The Holy Spirit said to me, If you're not willing to share with others my message, you cannot cooperate with me and I cannot use you as an instrument in my work. I could hear this very clearly in my mind. Every time I missed an opportunity or I ran away and I tried to hide my soul in my empty cave. After that, I decided in my heart to use every chance to share this important message. Every time I shared, I felt unblemished. One thing is very clear to me. Throughout the old times, God repeatedly sent his prophets and inspired messengers to his people to warn them about their disobedience, but they rejected these divine messages. But in this generation, God appeals to us through his spirit, through his Holy Spirit, and urges us to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and to learn from the lessons of the past and return to God in submission. Since the beginning of this, of the um, quarter, as we studied more about the Holy Spirit through the Sabbath school lessons, Sabbath school Bible studies, and I learned in regard to the importance of the Holy Spirit's role as the third person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit first inspired the Bible writers and today guides us in our daily devotional. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and something specific by opening our hearts and minds to the great need of repentance. The Holy Spirit reveals our need of a Savior, leads people to a complete humble surrender to Jesus and gives assurance of our salvation through Jesus. The Holy Spirit cleanses us from sin and sanctifies us. He testifies about Jesus and discloses Christ's righteousness in all of his beauty, guides us into divine truth, growing us into a strong faith by instructing us in righteousness. The Holy Spirit inspires us with hope and reproduces Christ's character in our lives. The Holy Spirit continually impresses our hearts with a longing for heaven. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, guiding us to understand and the magnificence of grace, the glory of the cross, and the wonder of the atonement. The Holy Spirit is a unifier, not a divider. The Holy Spirit produces in us lifelong growth in holiness, so it's not a stagnation, life, spiritual life, bringing forth the fruit of the Holy Spirit within us, which is love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can find this in, in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23. The Holy Spirit is a precious gift sent by Jesus to encourage, support, uphold, cheer, and strengthen us in our Christian life. So, my conclusion is, in John fourteen twenty six, I can read, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So, the essential role of the Holy Spirit is to prepare a people for the coming of Jesus and getting them ready for transformation to meet Him. God appeals and urges us to respond and develop sensitive attitudes to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. So, listeners, would you listen to Him? We are going to take a short break right now and we'll come back just for the end remarks. Please stay with us.
That was uh, Harmonic Quartet with a beautiful song, What Will You Do for Jesus? And we heard Lija today sharing her uh, dream and how God prompted her to share with others and to uh, be aware of the need of change in our personal life and also we are called to make aware the other people around us that they need to follow Jesus. They need to put their life right with God while still it's time. Lijaya, you mentioned you're afraid at some stage or you're uh, even uh, reluctant to share that dream with people, thinking that people may uh, laugh at you or people may think that uh, you just had a dream and uh, maybe not seeing the significance of the dream for themselves. But after you've been prompted by God to stand up and to share with other people the significance of that dream, what is your uh, approach right now when you tell the dream to other people or uh, when you, you want to help people to prepare themselves to be ready for uh, meeting God? I don't have that feelings anymore. I just place them aside. I really don't care whatever people think about me. I mean, in in a judgmental way, uh, I just go forth with the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If I, if the Holy Spirit is prompting me into my heart to open my mouth and tell the person whatever I have to tell, I'm just opening my mouth and say. So we have to listen to the Holy Spirit prompting in our hearts. The problem is that Satan is there to make our lives extremely busy in any way that we then we don't have time to make quietness in our hearts and minds to distinguish the voice of the Holy Spirit. That that's a, a big problem of this society in which we live now. And do you reckon that um, we we hear a lot about the work of the Holy Spirit and uh, some people may uh, misunderstand or misinterpret uh, the works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, some people go to the extremes of uh, saying, you know, that you need to speak another tongue, for example, and that's a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Or some people will say um, all sorts of things. I mean, as you pointed out through the scripture, you know, that uh, we are... God's people in the end time, when God will reveal his will to us, even through dreams and through visions for some people, do you reckon that the Holy Spirit is something like a gentle touch? It's a, and a very strong impression on your heart? Uh, I experienced before the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of Satan. So I can distinguish now between the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the devil, the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's kind, gentle, peaceful, very compassionate. The voice of the devil, it's very strong, it's quick, uh, doesn't give you time to think about it, and is rushing, is rushing in, into your uh, heart and uh, mind and body and soul, that it's like the adrenaline goes up. Mm. So that's the, the, the two differences between the two voices. 
And I would like to say that um, there is a verse in the, in the Bible where it says that it's in John chapter 15. It says, if you abide in me, remain in me, and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. The problem is if you abide in Jesus, if you abide in the word of God, it means you have a relationship with God, with the, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. So this relationship with the Holy Spirit has to be there permanently. The problem is that we have to be, we have to surrender to God in, in our lives, to surrender everything to him and uh, to be careful as Jesus was when he lived on this earth, not to uh, give into, the, into temptation into Satan's temptation in this world. So it's not through our power, but it's through the power of uh, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We're running out of time right now, and um, I would like to thank you for uh, having the courage to share uh, your experience with God, your walk with Jesus, the dream which you thought it's significant and uh, points out that we need to give ourselves fully to God, even if we need to call for, a, as you just uh, read in uh, Joel, that uh, we need to call for a fast, for a special uh, gathering, for whatever, just to be intentional and uh, ready to receive from God His message. If there are uh, people out there who may experience in their own life some sort of uh, prompting from God through a dream or through a vision or an experience or a, a thought, anything like that. Just consider that and go to the Bible and find out what God wants from you. Everything needs to be confined in the, in the truth of the Bible, not just to be moved by our own uh, feelings and uh, impressions. And I'll encourage each one of you to uh, be bold and share your experience with God. I'm going to share with you another um, uh, song to finish off with, uh, and that's uh, called Step Into the Water with the Melashenko family. Until next time, may God bless you. And don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Step into the water, way down a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water of His love. Step into the water, way down a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. It is time we, the people, stand up for what is right. It is time we square our shoulders back, raise our swords to fight. For the Bible is our weapon, and the Spirit is our shield. The church needs more of its members to be workers in the field. Step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper. Put your feet in the water of His love.
Singing praises to the Lamb. 